Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings series by J.R.R. Tolkien, and the Lord of the Rings movie franchise. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm still unpacking because, well, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I won't be unpacking anymore. (laughs) At time of recording. Fingers crossed. Yeah. It's just like random stuff, right? That I can just like stuff that I don't need. So it's still just like chilling in my, and I don't have a table right now. Cause I got rid of my table. That was like, is literally the most horrendous table I have ever owned in my life. So everything's in my like dining area, all the boxes. Um, yeah. So the rest is just like decor and just like random things that I don't need. So it's just kind of like chilling there, which is not good, but you're, it's fine. <laughs> you're deciding where it's going to live. It's a big decision. Yeah. You and I had this conversation because you're doing your little um, like print gallery wall and I was going to try to do something in the hallway of my spare room, but I have a massive breaker box in the middle of the wall. Actually not in the middle. If it was in the middle, it would be fine because I could hang a big picture over it. No, it's like off to the side and like in an awkward position and I can't even like hide it with the door. So it's annoying, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just thriving, thriving and surviving. Have you bought anything fun and bookish lately? Um, the answer is yes. I have bought some fun. Have and you bookish things. gotten slash bought anything fun and bookish yes. lately? So actually, okay, no, I like. We both got our bookish one packages. I quite literally, like, audibly gasped and like about passed out when I saw <laughs> some of the things that she sent me. So I was so excited. Um, if you have not yet please go check out the bookish one and her shop it's amazing so all the things are so cute i got a um a couple crew necks and a t-shirt and a like a reusable cup and i just i love it love it so much so i was yeah it was it was a good day <laughs> i was like in the middle of a business meet like we had our big business planning at work and i was like in the middle of it and it showed up and i was like like full-on panic mode just like ripping it open I was so excited so yeah I was very excited I've already worn almost everything she sent I got a shirt from Akasif which is like this cute little baby blue and I'm so excited about that it's one so cute I yeah, love it it's I really so like that one I really like that they're not so obviously bookish yes right like like I got a Rita's bar shirt right and it looks like and it's so soft and comfy and it's just like it's very inconspicuous, which I really, I really like. Yeah. The, the Akasif one that she's saying is so freaking. Yeah. Cool. I got that one. Uh, I got a from blood and ash one that has like a painting on it and it's like screen printed. It's so pretty. And then I got the bookish one logo and it's like this little minty limey olive green. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a very great color. And I have a pair of really cute, like palm tree shorts that I wore them with. So vibing with that outfit. I was really excited about that. So thanks for sending that over. We are obsessed. Um, I got my bookmate designs order came in. So I got to look through all those prints 
very happy about all of those and excited to like put up my gallery wall not really like that bookish but I bought a papazon chair that like swivels and I'm making a little reading (laughs) corner so if anybody wants (laughs) updates that'll be on my (laughs) Instagram and probably on TikTok I'm gonna like do a time lapse of me creating this said gallery wall Uh, I also got a bookshelf I finally got a Billy bookshelf and now I have some elbows I I was checking the website. I saw someone else on Instagram post that they got it. And I know she lives in Arizona. Shout out to Allison at the Bookish Camper. Thank you for saving my life. (laughs) And I sent my boyfriend immediately to Ikea and he like ran up to the counter and was like, there's nothing over there on the pallet. And they were like, oh no, we keep them in the back. We have one left. What a champion. Anyway, so I got that. So I will also be like posting updates of me putting this bookshelf area together. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to like have an area and have a reading corner and feel like I can finally just like spread out and buy more shit. What? Are you going to put your smaller bookshelf by your reading corner or are you going to? No, I'm going to, I think that it will fit. I think I measured it well enough. Just like fingers crossed that it should fit all the way across. So it should be three big bookshelves. And then the, the fourth one will just be, oh, and I'm going to move that chair. There's like a chair over yeah. there. Nice. And then hopefully it'll be like a full bookshelf wall. I love that. So excited. I love, love that. Yeah. It's a uh, struggle. <laughs> oh, I also, it makes me, it makes me laugh. Cause literally yes, like yesterday or the other day, I don't remember what day it was. I went through all my old TikToks. Like I went back to my, like my very first one that I made and all I had was my tiny little three shelf bookshelf. Like that's all I had. Now I have three large bookshelves and two little bookshelves mm-hmm. and they're full. Bookstagram puts people into debt. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, because Outlet just had a sale and I bought another like seven books. Good for you. I love that. I went thrifting yesterday and got another denim jacket. It was like $7, which I'm very excited about. So I got a bunch of patches recently and like from the book babe sale, I got some at Disneyland. So I don't, I'm like trying to decide if I want to like redo the one that I currently have and make that one all bookish and then have another one that's like fan to me. Like, my Harry Potter one. Yeah. Star Wars, Disney, and like all the patches that I bought previously and make a fandom one and then make one that's like a bookish pin one. Mm -hmm. So I'm still going back and forth, but I did find the jacket. So I will need help from the masses about how to plan this. (laughs) And then those two fandom bookish. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Cause one of them, (laughs) my, the one that I currently have has a lot of pins on it, but it also has a lot of bookish patches. So I don't know if I take all the pins off and just cover that one in patches and then make the other one like a pin jacket or if I like yeah I don't know if I like yeah. do the other one is just a phantom jacket and leave the pins and just add the other patches on there I can't like decide I'll have to show you all it'll be like a 10 minute TikTok <laughs> you're all welcome <laughs> and then and then I found this purple sequined blazer love that and I haven't decided who yet but I definitely feel like I need to cosplay someone in this because yeah. it is like neon purple and sequins. I feel like that's a very Bryce thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, that was what I was vibing with. I don't have a wig though. That's my only issue. So I need to get one. I was thinking like a modern day Lysandra. Ooh, love that. Wouldn't that be fun? We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good with the, the, the things. Super cute. Love that. Yeah, I- That's what I've gotten recently. <laughs> I also lot. got my book babe design one and I bought a lot of prints. Like I got all the season ones. I got the Zodiac one. I got some stickers- um a couple other prints and then a couple bookmarks um I also got some stuff and Shanna Dextra's 
Because I got some, I got the Alex and Henry print, and then I got the Nina Matthias print and bookmark because I love them so much. Um, also, fun season two of Shadow and Bone just finished wrapping, and they announced who's going to be playing Alex and Henry for the <laughs> Red, White, Royal, Blue, and it got announced that It Happened One Summer is going to be a movie. So it's been a good month. <laughs> I'm so excited. I cannot, I cannot wait for all three of those things. Cause it happened one summer is probably my favorite Tessa Bailey book. So love it. Yeah. I'm thrilled about that one. I will not yeah. lie. I'm, I hope they like add a little. Brendan coming to life there. is just gonna, I'm just gonna cease to exist because I cease just like, to exist. <laughs> I just I can't. He's uh. just like, he's like, god tier right like he's just like ultimate he is him and like adam carlson like just like god tier book boyfriends right and so mm, love them anyways anyways (laughs) anyways um yeah so that's that's all the things that that we got but what are we what are we talking about today? We are talking about The Fellowship of the Ring, the first book in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I forgot mm-hmm. the name that I was looking for there. <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I am so excited. We are going to be talking book versus movie, how we liked it, um and just like all of it in general. I feel like that's that's all I need to explain. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we're starting or we're not starting. We're continuing our, our track through Middle Earth. Right. So the last episode was about The Hobbit, uh, the book of the movie. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go check it out. We had a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> writing that one. We're very passionate about our, our CGI <laughs> and makeup opinions. Um, Yeah. But it's I just I'm having so much fun going through it. I just like watching the movie and reading the book and just the nostalgia and I will say though so I I was listening I listened to the book because right now I don't know what's going on with me but I'm I'm like getting into like a like reading like physically reading in a book right now like a fantasy book it's just like impossible for me right now and I don't know why so I listened to it which I love unfortunately I didn't get to listen to the Andy Circus one version of it I had to listen to the like the old man that sings version of it which is fine I still love just like skip through the singing parts I was listening to it and it's like you know it's like an English accent right and everything like that and so I was listening to it and then I started another book and I had to put the other book down because it's like you know a contemporary romance like you know in the States. And so there's no English accent, but the only thing I could hear was an English accent in my head and like reading it the same cadence as, as I was listening to in the fellowship of the ring. So I had to watch a movie or something to like get a like American accent. Clear <laughs> so head. Read my book. Uh, I love that. So, but it was good. But I did. I'm really excited. I'm hoping to get the um, Andy Circus versions of he's who he's Gollum in the movies for anyone who does not know narrated the audiobooks and so a version of the audiobooks. And so I'm hoping to get the Two Towers and Return of the King um, his version because just epic, right? I mean, he was just awesome. So yeah, well, I, it's, it's a good time. I'm loving it. I'm having a lot of fun. 
that's totally fair. Yeah, I did a little uh, half and half. Mm-hmm. Like I mostly listened to the audiobook, but I did also do a little bit of reading the Kindle. And I agree, his voice is, is so he like too much for you again. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much. I was like, skip. Uh, but no, his voice is like iconic. You know, I just feel like you. I don't know. It, it's like very transportive, right? Is that the word? Yeah. 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 Right. I liked it. I did enjoy the audiobook. I think this is a very like heavy one. The Fellowship mm-hmm. of the Ring is long. It's 450 pages. I didn't realize it was that long. I don't know how long the other ones are. I thought they were a little bit shorter, but it's, yeah, it's about 450 pages. And I didn't realize it was that long. And I felt like, I never felt at one point where I was like, wow, this is really dragging, but I felt throughout the whole thing that like, it takes a long time to get there. So I think the audiobook is just one of those ones where it's very like enjoyable to kind of go through and listen and like be transported there versus like reading 450 pages of a journey. I think Lord of the Rings as a whole is very epic compared to The Hobbit. And I think for me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you agree, but like, I like the book, The Hobbit, a lot better than I liked the movies, but I like mm-hmm. the movies, Lord of the Rings, a lot better, I think, than I liked the book. I think, it? I think it depends. I think because, I don't know, I, I, I go back and forth, right? The movies are just so epic, right? Mm-hmm. I watched the movie for the plot, aka Viggo Morrison. <laughs> and Legolas. So, <laughs> no. No, no. It's Faramir, Boromir. Just Vigo. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> so I like the movies, I think, better than I liked the book. But that's my I, own. I think that's I think that's a generally held opinion, right? Yeah. Because, I mean the books are the books are epic. I mean, do not get me wrong. I absolutely adore I absolutely adore the books. But I think you know, you have something in your head, right? And it's very fantasy, but seeing it, I, the movies just brought it to life so well that it's hard not to picture those scenes, right? While you're reading it and everything like that. And yeah. I think they take a lot of like, I wouldn't necessarily say like cinematic liberties is the right word, but like they take a lot of like liberties with some bits and pieces of the plot. And I think in The Hobbit, it, it sometimes came off as a little bit like extreme and just wondering like why they did that. But I think the changes that they may make in The Fellowship of the Ring is- it makes sense. It just expands. Yes. It, right. Like it yes. doesn't, it's not them just like changing the plot. Right. Right. Like they did in the Hobbit. Whereas in this one, it's just like, they just expand on. And they like, there's a few characters that are cut out in the movies and it, and mm-hmm. like, it makes sense. It's like, we don't necessarily need like those points in time to make it this, this really long, you know, sort of like, it's a four hour movie. Like if you watch the extended edition, it's four hours. That's probably how long it would take you to read the book. So I get it, but also like <laughs> there's, there's things in there that happen that don't happen in the book. Obviously that's how it works. But I, I think I liked the the characters that they cut out. I was okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. With Tom Bombadil. Yeah. And like a couple, yeah. And we get like the guide in, oh, there's someone else they cut out. I can't remember who it was. Anyways, I don't remember. Yeah. Mostly Tom, mostly Tom. The guide, when they go through the forest on their way to, it's not what's her face that picks them up when he gets stabbed in the shoulder. It's not. Oh yeah. It's not Arwen. It's just, yeah. I can't remember his name, but it's, a yeah. Girl. It's the, one of the guys from Rivendell, whoever like finds them initially is that they, that character is just gone, which is okay. Because... But it's not, but he doesn't go with him. It's just, it's just Frodo on the horse. It's just the horse. Yeah. But that guy doesn't not, exist. Yeah. Right. Like they, he never picks them up. Mm-hmm. They never yeah, like come find Arwen him. It's Arwen in the movie because right. they have to find a way to bring Arwen. Right. Because right. uh, <laughs> of course, you know, the romance, but I feel like also the romance in that one may, isn't 
extremely overdone yeah you get you get hit like in the books you get like those moments where like you know Aragorn is like reminiscing about her and like Bilbo gives him crap about like why aren't you in there Arwen's in there like he's like why aren't you hanging out with her and it's just like it's like nudge nudge wink wink and it's just like it's so cute but like um Obviously, it's very subtle in the book, but I think in the movies, they, again, this is something that they expanded upon, right? Um, like, there's no weirdness between Elrond and Aragorn and Ar- like. So I have Elrond. a question. I don't know if I read this weird or if this is just, like, because I'm dumb. But in the movie, she, she shows up, right? And, and like, hops Frodo on a horse. They, like, ride across the river. da 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 yeah. Um, and then she's like, let me save you, whatever, like help save Frodo as he's like, ah, oh, dying on a riverbed. And then is that, so is it because she did that, that her like fate is tied to the ring or like, how is that just because who she is? I think it's just because of who she is. But who is she? Like, why is it relevant that her fate she's is like, like tied to the ring? I've like always wondered this star. I think it's because with the longer that she stays in middle earth, the like evil sucks. The, because like, she's like the, the like the most important the, like, one of them or whatever like she's the the descendant of whatever yeah she's like their like brightest star or whatever you want to call it okay i always wondered that and i was like can somebody answer this for me and i've never looked into it very hard apparently mm-hmm. but i was i just wondered if it was because that part where she was like let me save frodo that all of a sudden her fate was like tied to the ring or if it was just because of elven magic I think it's just because of who she is and like okay. the longer that she stays there, the more it like drains her power. Wonderful. So glad we cleared that up. I believe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we shall see. Yeah. Maybe it'll be explained. <laughs> I don't remember. So <laughs> um, so the very beginning of this book is very similar to the movie, right? We get Bilbo's birthday. Uh the, the big difference I think there is that like Frodo in the book knows that Bilbo's gonna leave and Frodo in the movie does not. Mm-hmm. Which I I think like no, neither here nor there as far as yeah. all of that goes. Well, he talks. He's like, yeah, he talked about it, but I didn't think he was like serious, right? In the in the movie, whereas in the book, he's like, oh, okay, he's gone. Like, yeah, he's leaving. We know. <laughs> but in the book, Bilbo is savage. <laughs> he makes like a list, and he's like, I, I was love crying. I, was, the, I I like text you. I was like, I strive to be the level of petty of Bilbo Baggins giving away his things. Like, here's a bookcase for all the books you never returned. <laughs> like, like, here's the silverware that you stole the last time. Here's the rest of it. Like the matching set. I I just was like dying laughing. And the that. Saxville Baggins, that whole thing is just so funny. Like it's brought up again, which I think is so funny. <laughs> I die every single time. So at the beginning is so funny. And we, we get the sense of like Mary and Pippin being really involved in Frodo's mm-hmm. life and like him and being very close to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things are pretty similar, I think in the beginning, yeah. but, um, I think Except the for Frodo selling bag end, right. And giving, yeah. Yeah. And so then, he, yeah. and, and in the, in the movie, it's obviously we've talked about this before, but obviously it has to be really quick. And in the book, it's like six weeks before he like heads out on his journey. And Gandalf's like, okay, it's like time it's to like go. 30 years though, in between the time. Yes. He's 33 at when Bilbo leaves and he's like 60 when he, when he goes on this like trek, right? They talk about he's the same age or no, 50, 60. I don't know. 50 68. Maybe. I can't remember. 
he's the same age as Bilbo when Bilbo left for the Hobbit, right? Left mm-hmm. for the Lonely Mountain. And so they talk about that. And it's also, he's just kind of like lollygagging around. Like, it's not this like in the movie, right? It's like this immediate, like, you need to leave now, right? Whereas in the, in the book, he's like, I'm just buying a like, house <laughs> and just like wander around. And yeah. So the timeline, obviously, we've talked about this, needs to be condensed for the movie, but um, it's severely condensed for the movie for sure. Yeah. And I think that that adds sort of this element of like fear and knowing that like, this is an important quest versus in the book. He's just like, yeah, I don't want to say bye to my friends. And then he goes and buys a house, um, kind of by where, yeah, the Brandy bucks, which is like where he came from originally. So we kind of get his origin story of like how he, how like Bilbo chose him out of all of the, the Baggins, um, like descendants or whatever. And then they kind of explain that whole thing. And he goes and says, I'm going to go live back with them. It's just too much to take care of bag end ends up selling bag end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then buys another house and is doing it as a distraction. And I think the big difference between the movie and the book with like the hobbits is that in the book, Mary and Pippin help him move back there. And then he's like, I have to go like, see you later. And they're like, we know. And he's like, yeah, what do you mean? You know? And they're like, you're not exactly subtle. <laughs> and they like spy. Yeah. <laughs> super spy. And obviously Sam, it's the very same story where Sam kind of Here's overhears. I'm in a- <laughs> <laughs> international that is so fair and it's very similar like with the sam origin but pippin and mary are like we we knew you were leaving and like we choose to go with you where versus in the movie they they're like at, yeah they just like run into each other they're like stealing from the farmer which the farmer is like a bigger part in the book as well so i thought that was mm-hmm. kind of funny that they there's a lot of elements in the book that are like nods to the to like readers that I think were really well done and not like, it it wasn't necessarily that I felt, you know, we needed to have like that internal dialogue or have that character or whatever it was. So I appreciated that. Like there was those little ones where the guy was talking about them stealing like mushrooms or what have you. Um, And him giving him a bag there. I love the (laughs) passive aggressiveness of Hobbit. Yeah. Like, it's just like, here's a bag of mushrooms because you used to steal them as a child like (laughs) in the book. Right. So like, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. uh, Yeah. The farmer and I don't know what his name is. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking. Yeah. Cause he like takes them to the, the river. Yeah. So there's a couple people they cut out, which I mean, it's totally fine. I just, I thought that was really interesting. And we get this idea of the, the wraiths essentially following them, but it doesn't happen like immediately. It's like, they're like halfway to Brie by the time they figure out someone's like on the road, but I do like it better in the, the movie. I think cinematically it makes more sense. And like, it is really spooky. And I think in the book, there's like this sense of urgency, but not necessarily sense of like fear. And in the movie, you get that immediately. You're like, okay, the ring is important. And like, we're on the run. And in the movie they're, or in the book, they're just sort of like trot a lot, a lot along. And like, <laughs> oh, well, we got lost yeah. in the forest for six weeks. It's like that way, <laughs> It's that way with The Hobbit too. Because in the book, there's no timeline of like Durance Day, right? Whereas right. in the movie, it's like, you have to be there by Durance Day so you can actually find the door. Whereas in the in the book, they're just kind of like. And they get there like weeks early in the book too. Yeah. So they have like plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a little, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was good. I, I really do like that. And there's a couple other things that happen on their way to Bree. They run into Tom Bombadil mm-hmm. and he's sort of reminds me of the skinwalker guy. I don't know his name. The oh, shapeshifter. Bayorn. He like reminded me of that character. Mm-hmm. Just this guy that's like sort of an outside presence that like is aware, is really powerful, but is really just like the last of his kind. They don't explain really what Tom is. Tom is... 
Tom. I, I, I the only thing that they explain is that he's just he's just like extremely old. He's been there since the beginning of time, right? Kind of a situation. I feel like he's almost um, wizard like. Yeah, in a sense, like I feel like that's kind of what he's like because it's the same thing with them too. Because there's like no one really knows their origin. No one really knows how to kill them. They're just kind of appeared. They've been there. They're really, really old. Like they're really all knowing, very powerful. Um, I feel like, but but he's not because Gandalf doesn't say he is. Gandalf is just like Tom is Tom. Like he's just kind of there. When I knew him, he wasn't. He didn't go by Tom. He just kind of was old, right? And so. Yeah, so he's just kind of uh, that outside. But he's really, and the thing that I think is, it is a nod, right, to the book readers, right? When you get to Return of the King, Mary stabs the Witch King, right? And he like disintegrates. That's how Eowyn is able to kill him, right? Because he's stabbed by that blade. He's stabbed by the blade that they get from the Barrow White Coal which is left out in the movies, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like not explained in the movies, but if you've read the books, you're like, oh, okay, that's why. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. okay. But they don't like, you know, because Tom Bombadil's not in there, you don't deal with the Barrow Whites, you don't deal with any of that. But I think that would have been the only reason they maybe wanted to include him. Also, Tom is like the only reason they get through to uh, Bree, right? He's yeah, like, right? Like he the helps them so much and they were just like, hmm, cut him out. in the movie, I guess- they are given the blades because Aragorn gives them the blades while yep. they're at Weathertop, um, which is like a change. But again, and that and that part doesn't out, happen. Yeah, like they had to. So yeah, and they're not concerned about like lighting a fire or what have you. Yeah, they just like light a fire. They're like they they're, already oh, well. know we're here, so we're just gonna light a fire. But I think in the move and in, in the book, Strider feels to me a lot older than he does in like the Vigo's ages normally because they say he's at least like 40 in the book right it's been like 38 years since he went to Riverdale he's like way older he's way older like he's like in his he's supposed to be in his hundreds I think is he do they just live forever he's he's Dunedain so they're they're they live they're like a race of men that live longer for like ages um, I also 100%, this is my bad because it's been a while since I've watched this movie. I totally forgot that the meme of like, one does simply not walk into Mordor. One simply does not walk <laughs> One does not simply walk into Mordor. I forgot that that was like in this. And like, you know, when you see a meme and like you see it in real life or whatever, like when it's a movie scene or something like that. Yeah. I just like had this out of body experience. So I was like, man i just like forgot that that existed and as it happened i yeah i had like an out-of-body experience and i was like that's a meme <laughs> so bilbo is a bigger part of this too mm-hmm. so they make it to Bree, and it's kind of like they don't really necessarily like go through the same experience aragorn no. shows up and, and is like you know frodo does slip on the ring etc cetera, etc cetera. like that kind of is but similar frodo, like walks up to him like he like he's like come here like let me talk to you right and he like walks over and talks to talks to him he's not just like picked up out of nowhere and then like you like, like yeah dude get it together right so it, the interaction is a little different but it is also the same you know you get some of the lines like he's like i can he's like i can like go and see if i want to but to disappear entirely is, is a whole other thing right right and so um that's different you get i love that pippin is still kind of like the annoying fool. little brother that like yeah <laughs> like i do love that that care that and that comes out so well in the movies yeah i just that whole interaction and 
Gandalf leaves a note, right? Like he leaves yeah. the keeper rather than them just being like, what do we do now? Like, I guess we'll follow Strider. Right. right? And like, I did like that better. And there is that same line in there that he says where he was like, I would know he would feel more wicked and would feel less like strange. Right. I don't know what that exact line is, but there's that line in there when they're walking through the forest and Frodo says that to Sam and, and Mary and Pippin and is like, he would feel more wicked and, and feel less strange or whatever it is. Um, and that's the exact same line. He says the same thing in the book. It's just like, we have to trust him because obviously Gandalf did. And I would know if he was, he feels scary, but not like evil. Yeah. And Aragorn was like, thanks. I, I agree. I know. I also agree <laughs> that I feel less wicked than I should. I love how he's like, if, if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead. Like that's literally, yeah. he's just like straight up. Like if you, if I wanted you dead, if I was bad, he'd be dead. Like he's yep. just like, yeah. And uh, I, I did love that. And I love, you know, he's, I feel like he's very, um, yeah, the character's very different, right? So, um, you know, he, he the whole weather top scene happens, right? Frodo gets stabbed. That's not as much of an urgency either. Like in the movie, it's like he's stabbed, he's dying. We need to get into Rivendell now. Whereas in the in the in the book, they're just kind of like find this plant like, we'll get there in like, three weeks fine. we're on we'll our way fine like he'll be fine right and whereas like you know in the movie he's like running through the forest trying to get him to Rivendell because he's like gasping for air right whereas in the book he's like walking and like riding on the pony just like hanging out <laughs> and they run into Bilbo's trolls which I really like and I forgot that they put that in the movie which I think is so yeah. funny I do love Bill the pony though and his god <laughs> In the book, I love him so much. Like, I'm going with you. Like, I <laughs> Sam's like, he said it as clear as day. And I'm like, oh, Sammy, Sam. Oh, so this, oh, I just said, poor little thing. I feel so bad for that little creature. Yeah, I really did like him. And I think, like, Sam in this one is very similar to what he is in the movie. But I think Mary mm-hmm. and Pippin are a little bit different. Like, they're very brave in the book. Yeah. And I think they're a little less bumbling than they seem in the movies. But Mary is also a big fool. He's like, there's trolls. And it's like the middle of the day. And then Aragorn like walks down there and is like, there's stone. One. Two. It's daylight. Three. Don't ever do that again. It's like so (laughs) funny. He's just like so condescending to them. And it's like, they're like, oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) And I think it's just, I like that dynamic of like these hobbits truly have no idea what the world yeah. is like and like what goes on. And all they know well, is stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sam's the only one that's apparently ever listened to a single story. I know. <laughs> because the other three are like, he's like reciting stories and like legends and all this stuff. And it's, I love it. I love Sam. Sam is my favorite. Sam is, Sam is the hero of this story. Sam is, have you ever seen that meme? And it's like, it's like, the lord of the rings at 100 percent capacity and then it's aragorn and sam and it's like the lord of the rings at 90 percent capacity <laughs> or the fellowship at 90 percent capacity or something like that i was like oh my god that's great i do love oh they talk about you know pippin's like yeah he's frodo's the lord of the ring and gandalf's like no 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 there is only no, one no, no, lord no. of the ring and that is not him like sauron is the lord of the ring he's truly evil don't don't put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby. Like, it's very, like... So this is the other big difference. Saruman, in the book, they say is building an army to, to like, essentially take the ring mm-hmm. from Sauron. 
instead of like working for him. And this is what I'm saying. He didn't drink the Kool-Aid in the book. He like <laughs> wants the ring yeah. and is not like convinced that Saruman is the one who's like going to do it. He wants it. So he's like building his own army against him, but he's still also like not doing his best. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting dynamic. I mean, I think it makes more sense to have them like banded together and fighting together. Mm-hmm. But I found it really interesting that in the book, they did describe that as like, he was just power hungry and like thought that he would do a better job as like the ruler of all. He would be a better dark Lord, basically. (laughs) I mean, what a vibe, honestly, that hair, I, me too. I'd bow down. Anywho, uh, (laughs) the orcs are obviously a less, like we don't get that kind of backstory of these, you know, building the orc high and all this kind of stuff, which I do like better. I'm glad that we kind of got that origin of like how powerful they are and how many there are and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't just like, oh yeah, there's orcs that like live in the woods, which is- Well, it's just that like that supplemental background information that in the book would take forever to explain, right? It would make a, you know, this book much longer, right? So I love that like continuous, like supplemental, like, again, it's just building on it. It's not changing the plot, right? So I do love that when they get to, they get to Rivendell, Bilbo is definitely much more, Bilbo's a bigger part. Like he's a part of the council. Like he's like, you know, part of the decision that gets, that's made to, you know, what do we do with the ring? Right. Yeah. I just, I, I really, I do love also, they keep some very, like those iconic lines, right? Like Bilbo saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, that this is your burden to carry now. Um, and, you know, Frodo saying, I'll take the ring, but someone's got to show me the way. Like, and it's just like, or, but I don't know which way to go or whatever. And someone's got to show me. And it's just like, oh, um, you do get Gloin in there. So Gloin was a part of the company in The Hobbit, whereas in the book or the movie, you don't get him. It's just Gimli, right? Gimli is Gloin's son. There is still some animosity between the elves and the and the dwarves, which I kind of like. Like that kind of like, you know, it's yeah, I do, I do, I did like the council was was really good and you get this. It's it's very similar to the movie, right? Like obviously without Dolbo being there and Glenn being there. But yeah, the interaction is very similar. Sometimes I wish that they had done the Hobbit first. So that way mm-hmm. you would have had like the same actors, I think. Like they would have been able to bring Gloin in and, and stuff. But I think like at yeah. the time they probably just were like, whatever, we might yeah. not ever do the Hobbit because I did really like that interaction and them kind of explaining that. And like Gimli is a little bit more in the background. So I guess mm-hmm. that does suck because I think he's like probably one of my favorite characters. So I do oh, like that I we get Gimli. more of him in this beginning part than we like normally would in the book. Uh, and I think the banter is really good, but I, I was bummed that that whole p- part with Bilbo is just basically not in there. Mm-hmm. It's just to Frodo and not like part of the council where he's like explaining and he's like, yeah. I'll take the ring, I'll do it. And then he's like, Sam, I'm old. And I'm like, and Gandalf's like, sit down. So I thought that part was like, that interaction was really funny. And I kind of wish we like had a little bit more of that, but um, I really did. I, I love the the kind of building of the fellowship and it feels so epic and mm-hmm. it's so far into the book that you like, I forget how long the fellowship of the ring is. And honest to God, so little happens. Yeah. And like, there's so much that happens at the two until towers. the very end, like to the very end happens until the very end. And so then, you know, they're in Rivendell for like weeks on end. Right. And they go to leave. And there's this line that I was talking to you about. And I just thought, I just found this like, so like precious in my heart of hearts, because there's a line where they're leaving and they have all their things and they're like, okay, we're ready to go. And then like three pages later, Sam's like, I wish I had rope. Right. 
And he's like, I wish I'd have packed some rope. And then fast forward all the way to the movie, almost to the very end, they, this is a spoiler, but we always know we're never in order. They go to Gladriel and she gives the Mary and Pippin get each get a dagger. And then Sam gets like a bunch of rope. And in the movie, there's never that like internal monologue. So he's like, do you have a dagger? You out of those, right? Which I thought was so funny. But in the book, he gets something else. He gets like a a box of dirt. Box of dirt. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? So I just thought that was, because I was like waiting for that part. And I was like, oh, now it makes sense. Like, in the book, I really need some rope. Gets a box of dirt. In the movie, I really want a dagger. Gets some rope. Yeah. And I was like, that's literally how I felt. But but like reading and watching it at the same time, like then it finally made sense. And I was like, oh, that's a cute like nod to the readers, yeah. I think, because nobody understood. But yeah, I was like waiting for that part. I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting to get there and everybody's getting their gifts. And I was like, what the fuck? He gets a box of dirt? <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? I was like, he gets the rope and that's cute and it makes sense. Nope. Anyways, so yeah, if you read the book and you've watched the movie, then you understand. But if you don't, it's just funny. Yeah. So yeah, they, I, I just like that part when they left for He's like, I wish I had some rope. And then I was like, does he get rope? And then he gets it in the movie, but not the book. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor Sam. Uh, I do love you you do still have that also iconic line of like you know I'm going with him and he's like no of course it's hard to separate you two even when he's invited to a secret council and you're not like I love how like Elrond is just like like he's just like "Uh uh-huh okay he's like and he picks like the fellowship right which is different right they in the movie they volunteer whereas in the in the book he's like you're going you're going you're going I guess you can go like yeah, I, I did kind of like the volunteering better. I think that made it really fun. And I, I like the dynamic of it. This episode is sponsored by Audible from Amazon. We all know I'm obsessed with audiobooks. Audible from Amazon is the perfect way to get all of my favorites in one place. Anytime I feel like I need a good cry, I listen to the Audible exclusive version of A House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass. When the latest training book comes out and I don't have time to physically read it, I head to Audible. For one low monthly price, you get a select book or two of your choosing to keep forever, and you gain access to exclusive Audible members-only content. So if you've ever thought about trying audiobooks, want to be able to listen to your favorites whenever you want, or you're just obsessed with audiobooks like me, then you need to check out Audible by Amazon. Click the link in the show notes for a free trial, or head over to www.audibletrial.com backslash the bookish banter podcast. The nice thing about the book is like we get the sense that like Boromir is losing it a little earlier than we do in the movie, but that's also because you can hear everyone, like we're reading everyone's eternal di- dialogue. Yeah. But he's pretty shifty from the beginning, mm-hmm. which I, I love his him as an actor. And I think he does an amazing job oh. at portraying this character, but him in the book is I just, I, I, because I know it's coming. I just didn't like him. He just complains and he's you're like, shut up. He's a jerk in the book. Like, yeah, he's, he's not like, I feel like he, so like in the movie, he's more, I think humanized because him and like Mary and Pippin are really close. Like he's yeah. teaching them to fight and like, they're like really close and they like, you know, he's very like, he's like, he cares for the hobbits, right? He's like, you know, we need to get out of the cold or it's going to be the death of them. He's like, where's the little ones? Like he's, he's a, he's, he's a good person, right? Yeah. Whereas in the books, he's just kind of like, he still says, you know, we need to get out of the snow, whatever. But like, you don't have that. I don't know. I don't feel like you have that connection that you yeah. do. In the he's movie. very like, a, he's, I don't know, like passive aggressive is the right way to put it, but he's very like 
there's no way that you're like the lost race of men to like Aragorn. And he's not, he's like, there's no way that this is like, we're going to be the ones to like destroy the ring. You need to give it to me. And this glory of Gondor and like all that kind of stuff that he is really he's, just he's sort of like, like glory of Gondor is just like annoying. Like it's just yes. like every five seconds. It's like the race of men, the race. I'm like, well, and he like toots his little horn at the beginning. And Legolas is like, don't do that again. And he's like, I will do that every time I set out on a quest. <laughs> like, shut up. Like you're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and Legolas is like, okay, well, if you want to kill us all, let me know. I like, do love when he's like, I told you we should have gone this way. And Gandalf's well, Gandalf is like, he's like, that's the way I went before. And he's like, well, you went, but you were insignificant then. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, Sauron didn't care like about one little soldier. He doesn't care. Now that you're part of this though, like he, he, he would kill us. So no. We're important now. So yeah. welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And I, we finally get the explanation that like Gandalf did know that the minds of Moria are destroyed. Mm-hmm. Gimli doesn't, but he tries to explain it to him and say that like they kind of, they have an inkling though. They're and like, I, and this, what's his like, face says something in the council meeting. Um, Gloin does say that he was like, yeah. I haven't heard from any of the, the, the Alan, dwarves that went yeah. to the, yeah, that went to the minds of Moria. He's like, I haven't heard from them in like 30 years. Who knows what's there. I know that they dug too far at some point And like, they fought off the orcs when they went back after the Hobbit. Um, but like haven't heard from them in a while. So we're not sure like if they're alive or not. And Gimli's like, no, they're alive. And Gandalf's like, they're not. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag. (laughs) And they kind of meander in the minds of Moria. There's the I do you still you still get the the like so Pippin, so what are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna knock your head against it and see if it opens. (laughs) And that Frodo doesn't solve the riddle there. I think it's Gandalf or Legolas who it's solves Gandalf. it yeah. Gandalf Gandalf yeah. solves it I do like that Frodo does it in the in the movie you know mm-hmm. he that he's the one to do it it's because kind I feel of a like, nod to like the riddles right yeah and it's a nod to like how Bilbo was really important in the Hobbit and like yeah. they need to make Frodo important in this and yeah. so I did really like that the little useless the rest of the time. creature still exists which is just <laughs> terrifying okay I will say he is so useless in the movie like he's Frodo? Yeah, in the books, he's, like, right, he, like, saves them, and, like, he's, like, very, like, whatever. In the movie, he's just kind of, like, screams. Like, he doesn't do anything, right? Like, he's just so used, like, Mary and Pippin, Sam and them, like, they just defend him the whole time, and he just kind of, like, eh. Like, I just, Frodo is so useless in the movies. That's what I was saying. I think in the books, they're all very brave, and in the movie, like, they're, those two are just, like, bumbling bimbos, and then Sam is like, I'm Sam. And then Frodo's like, yeah, I'm Sam's friend, Frodo. He calls me <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Like, you know what I mean? But in the, but in the book, they're all very, very brave, right? Like, so they, they end up in the Mines of Moria. This part in the movie gives me hives every single time. They like walk in, they find the crypt or whatever. And stupid ass Mary like lifts something. It falls into the, and it's like, dig, 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 crash. Like forever. And you're like, oh my gosh and that's Gandalf like just that gives me like secondhand embarrassment and just like heart palpitations so good though but like in the book they're like for the shire and it's like yeah. just so cute and they're like so brave and Aragorn's like yeah for the shire I do love I have to say my favorite scene of that is when Boromir like looks out the door and it's like two arrows and he comes back he's like they have a cave troll like he's just like 
That is the, one of the funniest scenes, I think, of the whole movie. They're hilarious in that I one. Love that. And Gimli, like, there's one dwarf still in Moria that's alive. Like, he's just like, Gimli by far is 1000% my favorite. Like, I. And that whole scene when they're running through, he's like, not the beard, not the beard. Yeah. <laughs> Gimli is such a vibe. Like, I just love him. He's like, nobody tosses a dwarf. <laughs> he's so funny and, and then you get to and then you get to the two towers don't tell them we'll get there but. yeah so I think I think this is better done in the movie because you can kind of see everything and this is the 50 50 CGI makeup that I think would have done like better in the Hobbit because you come in and obviously it's 2003 CGI which also I think the HBO version is a little more remastered so it looks faker because I don't remember it looking as fake you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but when they're like kind of running across the bridge or whatever, it looks like a video game. And I'm like, is yeah. this just because I don't remember like poor CGI, but I've also watched <laughs> the movies like a thousand times and I just might've not been paying True. attention back then, but you know, they're in the middle of the room, right? The, mm-hmm. the throne room or whatever. And it's like 50, 50, there's a bunch of CGI orcs and goblins. And then there's a bunch of people with makeup. And it's like, that makes such a difference. Like, do you feel so immersed in that? Yeah. And obviously the Balrog is CGI, but it still feels so Balrog real. is literally so epic. Uh, he's just so epic. And it's also a nod to Morgoth, who is actually the one that um, was, that turned Sauron evil. Fun fact. Little, just there. Fun fact. <laughs> Which like and- Sauron's master. Or whatever. Yeah. And they do, I think they did such a good job with like the little details in that scene in those moments, right? First of all, they hear the like. And they sit there there for a while. while. My ass would be gone. (laughs) Same. I'm like watching them. They're gonna go. There would be a Kirsten sized hole through the door. Like, (laughs) they're like, run. And I'm like, you should have been running a while ago. It Gandalf is. would have been there if it was us. Gandalf would be there by himself. <laughs> yeah, the, the time has you passed. Tell me, like, oh I'm across that bridge already, yo. <laughs> so they're running. Then there's that scene, you know, and this isn't in the book, but there's a scene with Aragon and, and Frodo, and they're like on the little like precarious. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, that shit would just flip sideways. They'd been colossus <laughs> in the cavern real quick. But of course it goes forward and, you know, that seems so epic. And I just love that. You know, give me talk about this in the movie though. This is one thing that obviously they do it because they're the bad guys, but when you see the orcs and they like shoot arrows in the movie and they miss, but then Legolas is like, I'm an elf. And I like hit you and me, like I have great sight and blah, 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 blah. That's such bullshit. Like, let's just, okay. Orcs are evil elves, right? They would have the same eyesight they're just as like they probably would have better as, eyesight because they've been living in the dark for so long yeah so they wouldn't miss every time that doesn't have that's not a thing because they would hit because they're literally but in the mo- in but- in the movie they don't but in the book it yeah. says frodo gets shot in the shoulder but he's wearing the mithril so yeah. he does it and then one of them like goes through gandalf's hat and the other one like yes yeah. someone else's like cloak or something yeah. So yeah, I agree. They made that like very unrealistic. And it's like, it's always that yeah. bad. When it's the bad guys, they because never like hit the, the bad guys. guys, right? They're bad guy arrows. So they're never going to hit. But like, unless but it's Boromir. In, like, oh. in the, they're literally, what? I said, unless it's Boromir. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Too soon. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, that's the thing though, because they're, they're, they are elves, right? So their eyesight is just as well. They're just as, they're just as great marksmen as like, 
Legolas, right? So, um, but again, they're bad guys. Got that Rivendell bow, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Magic. He also has like unlimited fucking arrows back there. (laughs) The only time he ever runs out of arrows is in The Hobbit. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Oh man. It's cause he just takes them back, you know, just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I like that scene in the book I think is it's pretty epic, but I think it's so well done in the movie that like, yeah. you know, they cross it the is. bridge and that run like you shall not pass is not in the book, but, but the, the lines are true. He's like, you know, fly you fools. Right. And then he gets like pulled down into the, into the depths of, of it all. Right. And then they all get out. Yeah. But I think they did better in the movie. I was texting you about this because I thought it was just so funny. Like in The Hobbit, when Feely and Keely die, everybody's like, mm, and like Thorin dies. They're like, oh, sad. When Gandalf dies in Lord of the Rings, Frodo is like inconsolable, just like weeping in a corner. And like, you know, and then they thought like Bilbo died in the caverns, like nobody cared. And I just thought it was so funny in Lord of the Rings. They are like, like Legolas is just sobbing and Boromir's like holding Pippin and Mary and Aragorn is like, <laughs> <laughs> and Gimli, you know, like everybody is just inconsolable. Yeah. And like their king has died in the Hobbit, and they're all like, all right, well, shall we? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? On. <clears throat> Next, should we divide the treasure? Tw- yeah. 12 shares? And they were like, one less person, you know, three less people to divide the treasure with. <laughs> but like in Lord of the Rings, like Frodo's like, oh, <laughs> like it was, it was just so, so dramatic. And in the book, they're like, grief takes time to get over. Grief takes a toll. Like, there's so many lines about, like, how sad they are about Gandalf. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so depressing. They go, and, like, it's all the way into the end. They're like, you know, grief is just one of those things. I'm like, stop it. Like, let us stop talking about grief. You're killing me over here. That's something that... um that Orlando Bloom was talking about when they when they filmed it he's like this is like his first moment of like obviously like he lost his mom and stuff like that but like this is his one of his first experiences with like true grief and loss and experiencing that like you know and and seeing that on everyone else and he's doesn't know how to deal with those feelings and so he's like really struggling and that and it comes through in the book for sure they like get into the forest right and they're like running from the orcs and they're trying to like figure out like do we hide and do we sleep in the trees what do we do and then comes Haldir which oh 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 I love him so much you know and you get the the the, the iconic line of like (laughs) they say that you're so loud that we could have shot you in the dark right and it's like you know (laughs) and Sam's like like puts a hand over his mouth right that yeah so great and like we kind of get this this inkling of like Gollum following them, um, mm-hmm. and ex- an explanation of that whole thing. And I did actually, I think I like. We forgot to explain this in the beginning. Just speaking of Gollum, I did I think like this better in the way that it's described in the book. So initially, you know, uh, Gandalf gives the whole story of the Ring and like how Bilbo found it, and how he stole it from Gollum, and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and how he was tortured in Mordor, and now the the elves of Mirkwood have him, right? Yeah. And then they explain when they get to the the meeting place that like he escaped. Yeah. Um, and so he's like running amok or whatever. And in the movie, Gandalf explains this whole thing to Frodo that like he's kidnapped. And Frodo's like, why didn't you guys just kill him? Like he's done so many evil things. Pity, he is yeah. like the reason this ring is still around, blah, blah, blah. And Gandalf kind of gives the same speech that he did to Bilbo, where it was like, it's not, it's not whether or not you can take a life, it's whether you decide to do it or not. But in the yeah. book, it's not done until they're in Casadum. Like they're way uh-huh. in the mountains. They've had this whole conversation. 
and Frodo's like gone through this journey and then he's like well why didn't you kill him so I think that like Frodo is it's interesting because it's so much further in where Frodo's like experienced death he's seen all these orcs and he still feels like we should kill Gollum and I just find that like so interesting because obviously this is not for like a couple more books but he sees so much of himself in Gollum in Return of the King and it's just wild that like I don't know I just I think I like that a little bit better that he was like mature and had gone through something and had like experienced fear and then was like we should kill him whereas Bilbo was like I think left very soft the whole time and Frodo kind of isn't yeah so Gollum's following them they end up with the elves Mm -hmm. who by the way in the uh, movie I love this actor he played in a very cheesy BBC show way back in the day and he played a bad guy Um, I'm gonna look it up right now I will get back to you I just, I love him so much. He Paul looks, Yeah. I love him. Just, I don't know why. He just looks like a bad guy. Which, I, yeah. In the, in the book, he's, I want to say more helpful, right? He does the same thing. He takes them all. I do love this whole interaction of like, everyone else can walk, but like the dwarf needs, <laughs> needs to be blindfolded. Oh, yeah. Um, the Legend of the Seeker. If anybody wants a terrible, terrible early 2000s show, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. It was on ABC, not BBC. My bad. He plays the bad guy in it. And he's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Yep. He's, uh... anyways, I love him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was really the moral of that story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that too. They're like, everybody needs to be blindfolded, but the dwarf. And then he like gets it. He's also, he also plays in rain. The the Mary Queen of Scots show that was on the CW uh-huh. way back when so he plays in a nice age gap romance <laughs> yeah I do Anyways. love I love him and Rain. irrelevant love, love him he's, but he uh yeah he's great um so you know you get him and then you get this kind of like these like backstories of some of the they're like brothers like and like he has like brothers that are with him and he's like chasing off the orcs that come in and you know they end up going you know into um Lothlorien and everything like that and they're sequel they meet Galadriel and you know they ask where Gandalf is and it's kind of the same interaction almost right um you know they're they're all there there's they're there for a while right they're not there for one night um they're for like a month or something yeah and then um you know they talk about how Legolas is like hanging out with his bro with his like family right (laughs) there is like his cousins and he like he'll like eat with them like with the with the fellowship but then at night he's like bye like I'm gonna go hang out with my family (laughs) I do like that the elves in the book are a little more like quirky and fun and a little less like soldiers and they're not talked about this yeah yeah and we talked about this in the hobbit but it's very apparent in the way that they are are just like yeah we have to blindfold the dwarf but like also before you guys leave we have to celebrate and like do all these things and they're Mm -hmm. very yeah they're very like fun and and they're sort of the elves of the folklore right that we know which is fair because this was written in the 30s when that would have been folklore back then (laughs) yeah yeah definitely my favorite line um, of this whole thing is the llama's bread line where and it's in the book and the movie that like mary and pippin and gimli are like eating and eating the llama's bread and then Legolas is like, one bite could sustain a grown man for a day. And then Pippin looks at Mary and he's like, how many do you have? And he's like, four. <laughs> and Gimli's like, what? <laughs> and they're just stuffing like, their faces. It's so good, right? I love, I also oh, love, man. and it, this also happens in the, in the movie, right? Where it's like, he goes in there and Gimli's got this like 
idea like I hate elves and then he sees the lady Galadriel and he's just like smitten right he just like absolutely loves her like to look upon the face (laughs) I shall never call anything fair unless it is her right like he's just like in love and I love it so much and it's this also kind of like icebreaker moment with him and Legolas like in the books and in the movies right and so um love that I do love how like incensed Legolas is that he has to be blindfolded and like brought in he's so mad like he's so mad which fair and they like send them up in shifts they're like Frodo first and then the rest of you could follow if you want and they're like walk up all these stairs and Frodo's like (gasps) which is like such a vibe oh man and they like say it they're like Frodo's like I have to stop it's so many stairs <laughs> he's like you might have to stop because it's a lot but Facts. like it's fine just let us know like all the just like right I just I love them so much and um yeah it's it's great and then you get obviously they get their cloaks and they get like all their you know the this kind of the same stuff if you don't watch the extended edition you will never see this scene that gives them the cloaks and this is where you get the cloaks with the elven leaf leaf and all that kind of stuff and where they end up with the llama's bread and then they mary and pippin each get a dagger uh in the movie sam gets rope in the book he gets a box of dirt which is the funniest (laughs) thing i've ever seen uh frodo gets the light of the evan star and the Mm -hmm. same lines are said there which is really fun legolas gets a bow which is like neither here nor there like good for him again I guess and then Gimli is I this is so funny he's like I don't want anything she's like are you sure like everybody else is getting something and he's like no no I don't want it she's like you're sure and he's like okay it's a weird request can I have three pieces of your hair so he wants one strand of yeah that's right that's right one strand of your hair and he goes I love this part when he's like talking to Legolas and he's like I asked for one strand of her hair and he's like yeah what did she say she gave me three and I was just like oh it's just (laughs) So like he's like this shall be a family heirloom, heirloom encapsulated in crystal in the, the the home of my people and I'm like what are you gonna do with three pieces of hair I would lose that in a minute like it's just not a quest sir where are you yeah. putting this hair are you gonna put that in a satchel like come on now oh uh, that request it's just so funny to me like that one is so funny what does Aragorn get I genuinely forgot Aragorn doesn't get anything nothing nothing for the leader mm-hmm. of men. And this is also something we, we forgot this. So oh, what is we, we did forget this. So when we get to Rivendell, you know, they talk about Aragorn being the king. This is not something that's like in the movies, he's very like, I'm not the king. I'm not da 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 da. In the book, they this is the this is the moment where they like they use like the shards of Narsil to like reforge the sword. Aragorn Aragorn takes the sword like he has the sword his plan is to go with Boromir to um Minas Tirith to like to the White City to like defend they're gonna like split up intentionally right yeah Yeah. and so they're they're they never that's a big thing too is like they never plan on um in the book they're splitting off right so like Aragorn and Boromir are gonna go to Minas Tirith and the rest of them are gonna do what they're gonna do right and so in the movie though they're like i'll go with you to the end right um and aragorn is very hesitant to like take up the mantle of the king of men right Mm -hmm. because he's like you know his isildur is like with everything that happened with that and everything you know he's you know and they also explain this arwen says that she's like you're you're his heir you're not him him you're not 
Yeah. And they explain this in the the book. They don't say this in the movie because they they say that like rangers are shifty creatures, right? Like never trust Mm -hmm. a ranger, what have you. But in the book, they explain everyone that's a ranger is part of this original race of men. They're they're basically all of his like cousins and descendants. Um, And they say that like, if you find a ranger, it means that he's like one of the original men like mm-hmm. that race, which they don't explain in the, in the movie, which I kind of got it, but I liked that they, element of knowing that like, up, they don't, yeah, they don't explain it in the book. Yeah. They do call it the name. Like he well, and you get it in the second book. You don't get it in the, in the or second movie. You don't get it in the first one. Cause mm-hmm. it's when he's talking to Eowyn and she's like, you know, you're one of the Dunedain, the like long lived men, like the original race of men, blah, 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 which you don't get that in the first movie but you yeah. get it in the first book you get that explanation in the first book and they say that like all the leftover rangers are them which mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting because i was like oh that makes more sense as to like why he was yeah. a ranger versus like yeah. in the movies it's like this lone ranger and i'm like first of all this isn't a western second yeah. of all chill out <laughs> yeah i mean because he's obviously his mom like brings him there because he was the last of his line right like he was the last heir people would have hunted him things like that and then he he basically grows up in Rivendell and then he's like goes off and goes off into the wild and becomes a ranger and you know does all that fun stuff but there's not that hesitation in the book where there is in the movie where he's like no I'm not gonna be king I don't want to be king I don't want that mantle Whereas in the book, he's like, reforge the swords, let's go. Like, he's just like. Yeah, and there's a lot of references of like Frodo saying in his internal monologue, like he looks so kingly in this moment. He acts like it and that kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I did find that really interesting that they talk about that, how it's like the men are going to go this way. And then like Legolas and Gimli can decide then if they want to like continue with Frodo onto Mordor. Yeah. And then they sort of talk about it. This is like way at the end, but essentially they leave Gladriel and the, the little elves and they send them off in these boats and it's not quite the drama that it is in the movie where there's like orcs chasing them etc cetera, etc cetera. like they know there are out orcs, there but there's no like the orokai are not like giant man with a sword and a bow who's like yeah fixing to murder them all um and they're on the river for like a while and mm-hmm. the i do like the description of the them in the, the book but i think in the movie it's just so much easier to depict the giant like statues of the kings of old and that's something too where in the in the movie aragorn's like look like i you know looking on the looking on the faces of my forefathers and everything like this like i've always wanted to see this in the book they're like scared right like they're almost yeah. scared and then aragorn's like no like don't be scared this is like you know, I've always wanted to look on the faces of my, of my forefathers and things like that. And so like, it's a dark um, chasm also is what it's described as like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like this very scary place, right? There's like sheer dreadful cliffs of unguessed heights on either side. Yeah. Black roaring waters. This sounds uh-huh. terrifying, but I do. Yeah. I, in the, in the movie, it's so different because it's like this very epic thing. And I think it's cool because you can like see how tiny they are like next to their feet. Yeah. Versus in the in the book, it's like this terrifying. You get that like, like look of you know you see Sildor and the the bird like flying out of its nest and like everything. You get this like I like that perspective, and then you see the falls of Rarus in the back, um, and then that's when they like stop right in the book or in the movie. You do get this interaction between Boromir and Aragorn where he's like, "I will never take the ring near Minas Tirith," right? Which is very different, right? And so, but there's also this like tension between Aragorn and Boromir that's like beginning and it's all Boromir who's just like kind of like picking right like he's kind of he's kind of an asshole in the books like he's a bit of a jerk and everyone's just kind of like over him like I feel like he's that very like 
feels like very frat bro to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that. I think he, he feels very young in the book too. Mm -hmm. Like he just seems kind of like this, this guy that doesn't really know and is very like proud of his lineage. And it's like, you doesn't have a very good, like understanding of what's actually going on in the world. They also, we forgot to mention this part. Um, when they're with the lady Gladriel, there's a part in the movie where she's speaking to Frodo and she says like, hello, ring bear or whatever inside his mind. But in the book, she talks to all of them individually and asks them what they want. And Mary and Pippin say, she asked me if I wanted to go home unscathed, like no questions asked. And Gimli says like very similar, something very similar. Legolas doesn't say anything. And Boromir doesn't say anything either. And they don't really explain like what she said to them in their head. And then this is where Sam gets that inkling that like something's wrong with Boromir. Like they told him something. And then, cause Boromir says the line, he's like, she promised things that aren't even possible. And I think that that was, that's basically saying that she promised him the ring and that he would like be able to save his people and all that kind of stuff. So this is where we yeah, get that. Like, he gets, he, Sam is, Sam is the one that's, that's like picking up on Boromir more like, right. Yeah. He's like, you know, Boromir's like being creepy and staring at Frodo and like, you know, being like kind of just more rude and kind yeah. of just like aggressive than before. And then, um, so you get that. And then also, this is another thing that's different when they look at the mirror of Galadriel. So, like in the little bowl, it's Sam and Frodo that do it in the book. And that is something too that throughout the the books versus the movies so in the books it's both sam and frodo bearing the weight of the ring they they both wear it they switch off you know all of these things whereas in the movies it's just frodo right like frodo is the bearer of the ring he's the only one that wears it with the exception of that one time when when sam took it because of you know the whole spider situation but like in the books it's a shared yeah situation and they're like very you get that from the beginning right with like the mirror and everything like that and and sam is like very observant Mm -hmm. versus frodo's just kind of dumb but that's okay we all have to have a weak link but i think he yeah and and they're very like close and so we you know they get up to the shore they're having this conversation they're trying to they're they're doing this big debate again it's all it's all left to the ring bearer what's the ring bearer going to decide do we go to ministeric with the two men or do we go on our way to mordor and there's this sort of like, and, and trying to decide if they should go through um, straight on to Mordor. And they kind of say, like, I was a little bit confused about this, but they basically said like going through Minas Tirith was like an easier route or like a shorter route. But, but like Aragorn said, like, I don't want to take it that way because it would end up in the hands of men. Well, yeah, because they're going, they're going through Rohan, which yeah. is, they talk about the king is under the influence of um, Saruman. Yeah. So they don't want to take it that way because there's too much evil influence that way. It would be faster, but okay. that's the thing, right? And so that's why they don't want to do that. And then, um, yeah. Okay. I was like so confused. I was like, I need to, I need to like double check the map at the end of this and like it figure out what too, they were saying. Too close to Isengard. That's okay. Why they don't that's right. That. That's right. Yeah. So they're like having this big debate. And this is a little different in the book. Um, Aragorn is like, it's your decision. And then Frodo's like, I need an hour. Just like, give me an hour. And he's like, I'm going to go wander off in the woods. But in the movie, they're just like collecting firewood for like the day. And that's when he runs into Boromir and they have this big chat and Boromir like goes knocking futs. And then um, at the end he cries. And like, he does such a good job of this, I think in the movie, like just wonderful acting, just so good. I love him so much. And it's just like, that that scene is like so heart-wrenching too, because I know it's like supposed to show the, the, the evil of men but it's like it's it, I cry every time yeah it just makes every you time. so sad because you're like I just every feel time. 
like if I was in that situation, you would hope that you, we were all like Aragorn or like Legolas. But in reality, most of us would probably be Boromir. And it's like so heartbreaking to like watch him go through that where he's like, especially because they make him love like Mary and Pippin and all that kind of stuff. And spoiler alert, unlike the movie, Boromir is not dead at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring. He's dead at the beginning of the Two Towers. Well, it's you like know, listen, scene. I could have I could have lived a little bit longer with him alive. And that like, scene is- Of the two though, I think Faramir is my favorite. Fair, of the brothers, Faramir yeah. is my favorite between him and Boromir because- I just Faramir's just sweet. He's just Poor so, thing. him and Eowyn too. Just like oh, I love them so much. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so we get, we get like a little bit of a different scene, and we don't get this like heartfelt conversation with um, Aragorn where he's like, "Where Frodo's like, what would you do?" And then you can see it in him too that like he would take mm-hmm. the ring and he he wants it because he is a man. And I do I just love the idea of like hobbits being this like irrelevant sort of species i don't know if that's the right word but like this irrelevant sort of like race overlooked race yeah yeah that people are just like what's a halfling i never heard of a hobbit before all of this and they're the ones that are able to like bear the burden of this thing because all they care about is like eating living in their hole not walking upstairs and collecting items which honestly what a vibe and i just love it so much and this is where you really get that i think in the movie so yeah Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's where you get it in the movie. And I don't think it's quite as like significant in the book mm-hmm. because they don't, he doesn't have this conversation with like Boromir and then goes and talks to Aragorn and he's like, yeah. you, yeah, like, bye. I, I'm, I'll like defend you from the orcs or what have you, but like, I can't go with you anymore. And that I think is really he's emotional. Like, I would have gone with you to the end. Yeah. Like, I know, like, but like, <laughs> I love how he's like, he's like, can you protect me from yourself? Right. Yeah. And Boromir's like, you did what I couldn't. And it's just like, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's so heartbreaking. And they just like the acting. Oh, it's so good. But I will say, so this is something that I realized that I did not realize um, until I was reading the book. And he talks about the word Elendil. So E-L-E-N-D-I-L. And it means elf friend. So when Frodo leaves, all right, when, when Frodo takes off and Aragorn's like, your sword's whatever, like, go, I'll, like, protect you, like, get a head start kind of a thing. He's fighting and he yells, like, he yells that. And then Legolas shows up. So it's like, he's, like, calling for his elf friend. <laughs> like, help me, right? And it's just like, oh, it's just like that, I, those like little like things that I was just like, oh, I like never realized that, right? And it was just like, because when I, I read this a long time ago, like in the way back, right? And so there's like things that you forget. And like, I usually just watch the movies because I mean, the movies are just fucking epic, right? So this is like my first reread of this and reading it and watching it is just like you pick up on these things that are just like oh I I just I love it so much so I just that I thought that was like a fun little little bit that I noticed while I was watching I feel like this is best experienced like if you're gonna reread it watch the book like if you're gonna reread it watch the movies like simultaneously because I feel like there's so many things in there that are just like really cute and you're like oh like I love that as like a nod to the readers that if you hadn't read like you wouldn't yeah yeah and and I do I like I do like that there is an extended version and again Mm -hmm. just like the book it's super long and like not a ton happens but also at the same time like I didn't feel like I was watching a four-hour movie and I didn't feel like I spent like 12 hours listening to this audiobook yeah 
And so I feel like that that's just, it's just so well done in the way that like, it's all built up and, and that like experience that you go through. But I think it was, I, I had a lot of fun watching the movie while reading the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah. And so we get to like the end and this is what's a little bit different is Frodo puts on the ring and hops in the boat. And then they all are like, where's Frodo? Where's Frodo? Where's Frodo? And they all separate. And then Sam's like, where would Frodo go? Again, mm-hmm. Sam is the best hands down Love Sam. justice for Sam. And he turns around and walks back and sees this boat like moving by itself. And he does the same thing where he like almost drowns. And then Frodo's like, no, you can't come with me. And then he's like, all right, never mind, You can't. <laughs> okay. I love how he's like, he's like, you can't, you can't come with me. And he's like, well, too bad. Cause I am. And he's like, you know what? I'm actually glad you're coming with me. Come on, let's go. Yeah. He's like, get in the boat. <laughs> go off. Right. And that's the end of the book. Whereas in the movie, you get God. this just like heart-wrenching, heartbreaking scene of Boromir dying. And it just like rips your souls out your soul out like it's just oh you know like you've got mary and pippin there and they're like defending against i love the part where they're like hey you know they run and then pippin's like it's working he's like yeah i know run go and so they run into boromir and he helps save them and he's like fighting for them and he's like you know blowing the horn of gondor and they're coming after him they hear it and he gets like shot with like three arrows and still is just like fighting to protect like Mary and Pippin and Mary and Pippin are like ah you know and it's just like oh it's so heart-wrenching and then that big old ugly asshole fucking Urukai Urukai comes up and he's like literally like point blank range let me just shoot a fucking arrow into you right like tries to do that and then here comes Aragorn saves the day but that is like the most epic epic fight scene I was literally just in the tree and the he's just like like yeah (laughs) So good. I, I, that, first of all, that Orkai has haunted my nightmares since 2003. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, that scene is so epic and it's so well done. And it's just like, ugh, that one's like every time heart wrenching, just absolutely. And then like, it's like, it's the horn of God door. And you're like, Oh my God, uh, hurry up. You're so slow. Uh. And he's like, you know, he's like, where's first Frodo. And he's like, I let him go. He's like, he did what I couldn't and he's like don't take the airs out it's over it's like you know all these things and then he's like i would have gone with you to the end my brother <laughs> when he's he like tell them i'm sorry <laughs> I, just, like, I feel like that meme of that like alien creature just crying <laughs> oh my god what does he say he says i'll go with you i would have gone with you to the end my brother or i would have yeah gone with you to the end my brother my what was the second one i don't know my something my king and i was just like and he dies and then he's like crying and he's just like he's like oh it's just you know and then they go back and they see that you know Frodo and and Sam make it to the other end of the end of the lake and they're like trying to go there he's like no let them go like this that's not our path anymore and he's like we're not gonna we're not gonna leave Mary and Pippin to torture so we're gonna go get them and this is my favorite place like we're gonna go on some orc <laughs> and he's like yeah <laughs> i just love it so much i love gimli so, so much. much like he's such a vibe they did a great job with that and it's just so it. funny and i i i think like i said it, it's one of those ones that it, it feels a lot like um i don't know i don't even like know a really good example of another book that feels this way but like it's that one where that's the one I was thinking of. It feels a lot like Cersei by uh, Madeline Miller. I haven't read it. Where it's like, it's like a 400 page book, I think. But the beginning is so different from the end. And there's so many things that like happen in between. 
but you're never at a point where you're like, okay, I'm bored. Or like, I don't understand how this, how we got like from point A to point B or how we got from the beginning to the end. And it's like, you just want to like immerse yourself in that. And it talks, I mean, Cersei is just basically life of Cersei, right. As, as like her going from like a deity's child into being like a witch on the Island. But there's so many things that happen in between. And you're like, how did we get from like here to there? And it's the same with Frodo. It's like, how did we get from like Bilbo's birthday to like running off in a boat at the end, but never in between was I ever like, this doesn't make sense. This is really boring. It's drug on. So like, I love books like that, that are so immersive because they're ones that like you think about forever. And there's, there's a reason like Tolkien is, is so famous. There's a reason like, you know, this has lasted generations and and created this sort of universe. But again, like we said last week, I just wish that it got a little bit more from, I know it's like, it's always had a fandom. There's the fandom is massive, right? It's a cult, but I just wish it got a little bit more recognition on like the bookish interwebs. And I know it's because it's not new and there's nothing that's really going on with it right now, but there's so many people that have never read it. And it feels like one of those things where it's like, everybody's like, I love Pride and Prejudice, but nobody's like, I love Lord of the Rings. And it's like, why not? (laughs) So I, hashtag bring back the classics. Just kidding though, but, but do, I I wish more people would read it. I think a lot of people haven't read it. And I think they've they've seen the movies right yeah they don't want to like they haven't read the book or they don't want to read the book and that's understandable but at the same time it's like it's just like it's just it's written so well and it just brings you in and these characters are just so just like oh they're so beautiful I will say in the this is something this I feel like this movie was definitely ahead of its time with the um the style of acting and the relationships of the of the fellowship and the people within the movie right everyone is very like there's no like it doesn't feel um like toxic masculinity right like they hug each other Aragorn like kisses Boromir's head when he's like he's they cry they all cry a lot like they cry right there are weepy men in this movie tears and they're very open with their emotions and they're very open with each other and they love you can see the love and a lot of people are like Lord of the Rings is gay the Hobbit's 1000 I digress the word queer is in there (laughs) a lot (laughs) but it's also it was written in 1939. If there was, if that was a queer one more time, I was, I was ready to flip the table. I was like, let it go. Tolkien, just stop it. Like, like we all know Frodo and Sam are, are a couple. Like, let's Absolutely. just like, they're, they're a thing, which is but like, like, there's, there's no, time. like you said, there's not a lot of women in this, in this movie. There's not a lot of women in this entire series, like in the book or the movie. Yeah. And they do kind of bring them in a little bit more, but I agree. Like it, it's, it's ahead of its time, even to this day, I think mm-hmm. in that, like, they are such a good band of friends. There's never a moment where I'm like, I don't feel like seen or heard from any of these characters. Like, I feel like I, I wish I was as good as Sam, but like, I relate so heavily, like Gimli yeah. and Sam and like, they are men, but like, you're exactly what you're saying. Like, there's not that sense of like toxic masculinity and like, like, it's uh, not like the side bro hug. Like, yeah, yeah. Good job, man. Good. Yeah. Like, they're like, and the genuinely- two towers, like, and we'll get into that, you know, but no, I totally agree. And I think it's still ahead of its time. And I think that these yeah. actors did just did such a good job of like never making you feel like that was a definitive thing about them was being these, like, I don't know. And I, I think men toxic masculine, like I have to prove, right. Like, yeah, it felt so, it just felt so genuine. And it's like these friendships and these relationships between them were so strong. And it's, I think it, it's, that's something that's, I think, very powerful about the movies is that it's, these are, these, like, men in this movie are, like, badass, right? Like, Aragorn, 
Legolas, how the, like all of them, like there's no question, Boromir, Faramir, all of them, like there's no question that they're epic and amazing and badass and strong, but it's never taken away from them because they have a good relationship with each other, right? Like they're, yeah, they, they give it, like you said, they cry, they hug each other. There's no like, why are you crying? Like you man up. There's nothing that's like, except for like Boromir's dad, who's a creep. Yeah, geez, Whatever. But it's just like, there's no yeah. like, and I think it doesn't like, feel toxic. The masculinity in this does not feel toxic. Toxic. It feels where, very open and accepting. Right. Whereas like, I feel like sometimes in The Hobbit, like Thorin's character is very like toxic. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a person, but like, he also has that very toxic masculinity. Like we're dwarves. This is the way we do things and that kind of thing. And I think that like, that's the difference between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And I think like, I, that's why I like the movies more because you get to see that like on screen versus like in Which the hobbit is so wild because the lord of the rings was before the hobbit right right but the hobbit is such a journey about bilbo you know what i mean yeah. and i think that that's why i i love that i mean we all love a good found family trope but like that's mm-hmm. one of my top three so yeah. i think in the fellowship it's so nice to like see that portrayed on screen by like these actors but you feel it in the books too like they're so yeah. close and like mary and pippin are like we're not gonna let you do this on your own like no. we will not let you go on this journey by yourselves and they are kind of like quirky and dorky and stuff like that and they're like oh you know frodo but they're they literally are like we would never let you do this by yourself and even boromir is kind of like we're the the race of men we have to do this it's it's our duty as like to to band together and do this like all together and so yeah yeah, i totally agree and like i think that's what i like more about the movies than i do the hobbit but even them talking about their grief right in the book like they talk about they're not just like a lot shove it down put it push it down it happens people die like i'm not going to deal with my emotions they're like we're devastated right and it's this it's i just i love it and it's so i think ahead of its time for that right in their the depiction of like the men and their reactions and their emotions and them actually like showing that instead of just being like i met beat my chest like you know what i mean it's so like I don't know. And and I think the movies do a beautiful job of that as well. And it's just like, oh, it makes me, it makes me so happy. I just, I have like undying love. I will never not love these movies. I will oh, never same. not. I will never not love these. And like I said, it was such a fun experience. Like it's been so long since I've read them. And I feel like there was just so many things in here that felt like a nod to the reader that we don't always get. But like, I think the age of the reader is coming back. And this is something yeah. we all talk about all the time. And it, it's one of, this is one of those ones like the OG. And it's oh, just, it's just it's so cool to like. of all modern fantasy. <laughs> yeah. But it's so cool to know that this is one of those movies that was like an, a nod to the reader, even mm-hmm. way back then. Like, I love that so yeah. much. And that, that, that hasn't, I don't know that I feel like these ones will never get old. Do you know what I mean? They, they will mm-hmm. transcend they well. time. Yeah. They aged very well. They're so 20 has. years old and they're still just just as epic. Like I just so has Vigo. Vigo's aged well. Oh, they all have. Like, let's be honest. Love him a lot. Which is like a fine wine. Daddy Aragorn. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, guys. Y'all be talking about Rune. You ain't got nothing on this hundred-year-old man, okay? I feel like Aragorn was um many fantasy readers sexual awakening (laughs) absolutely that was the day like where he bursts through the doors in the two towers like takes off his hood in the in the fellowship of the ring like I just 
Anyways, I digress. I digress. I got digress. I love him so much. I'll hop um, off my soapbox. <laughs> I won't. Um, listen, Hidalgo is still like one of my all-time favorite movies and it will be forever. And yeah. he's just to die for. We talked about it before, but if you haven't, yeah. this is the other, this is a side note slash fun fact. We gave another horse fun fact in the Hobbit, but mm-hmm. Vigo buys slash buys for other people the horses in these movies and like has a little farm and he kept he bought the horse for one of the stunt girls right Arwen's stunt Arwen's stunt woman the horse that she rides I think it's that gray horse mm-hmm. um he was going for sale at the end of the movie and she couldn't afford to buy him so he bought him for her and then he bought the bay horse um I can't remember his name Brego Brego yeah he bought Brigo. And he had Hidalgo for like a hot minute there mm-hmm. and he bought, bought like a lot of the horses from Lord of the Rings and things like that. So just all around 10 out of 10 for him. Yeah. Oh, love him so I'm much. I'm fanning myself. <laughs> I love him love so much. Him. So what are your, what are your final thoughts slash star rating? Uh, always a five. I mean, I just. Always you know. a five. All of these, I'm just going to warn everyone, this, these are all going to be five. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but I just, I, I love it so much. And it's just, watch, again, reading the book and watching the movie at the same time, highly recommend. It's just, it's so good. And it just, it's that world that just brings you in. And this is what we were talking about last time too, with like the makeup. We talked about like the Urukai and like, you know, you get the scene where he's like pulling him out of the muck and the mud and the grossness. And he like, that's all like prop and makeup right and none of that is cgi and it just oh it's so it's just this like adds an element of reality and immerses you in it even further and it's just so good i saw this tiktok the other day and it was like you know that that uh that that sound is like this is a work of art this is a piece of shit and it was this is a work of art and it was like the urukai and it was like this is the piece of shit and it was like as on the defiler and i was like this is a work of art and it was the urukai or whatever and i'm gonna like, like, I'm like link that in the show it was, notes. <laughs> it was so funny i was laughing so hard. i think i sent that to you you I did yeah i did I'm linking it in the show notes because it feels very relevant. I was dying. You will see the difference. The difference is like night and day, right? Like it's insane. And do not tell me they, they did all the makeup for the fucking Urukai and the orcs. Those are, that's all makeup, right? You cannot tell me they couldn't have at least done that for the two characters in the Hobbit that needed it the most. Two characters. I agree. They also would have saved money. I'll sort of save money. I 100% agree. I'll, I'll never, I'll die on that hill. 1000%. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Me too. Absolutely. We are stake in the ground. This is, this is the hill we will die on. This is the one right here. I am, I just, yeah. yeah. Five out of mm-hmm. five out of five for me. I just, I agree. I think these movies have aged really well. I think it was super fun to get a chance to like read them and watch the movie again. And I think there's just so many like really great nods to the reader that make it more fun to like experience this entire universe. And honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend going on a journey through Middle Earth. 1000%.
1000%. So if you are actually going for Middle Earth with us, uh, we are starting our read along for the two towers tomorrow. So um, we will have all of that posted um, as far as reading schedules, timing, etc. If you're doing the read along, let us know what are your thoughts. If you're reading along and watching the movie, please let us know. We're thoroughly enjoying this and having the time of our lives. <laughs> um, and so let us know how you feel and what, uh, what your thoughts are on the book and uh, the books, plural rather, and the movies. Anyway, what a time to be alive. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm here for it housekeeping things so going forward we have the two towers coming out on um july 4th happy independence day and then our next episode will be on the 18th which will be return of the king we will have some surprise slash bonus episodes coming up in july and august um so really really fun interviews we're super looking forward to so uh, keep an eye out for that if you guys haven't checked it out go ahead and check out the patreon um our bonus episodes are all on there so there's one extra episode a month some super fun goodies um happy hours that kind of thing so if you guys want to click the link in the show notes and or our bio um if you guys want to join the patreon and this month's book club read is house of the cerulean sea by tj clune there is not a ton of time but there's a bit of time to read it if you want to uh, yep. before our book club meeting will be on the 26th in the morning on that Sunday. So, yep. Yeah. Good stuff. If you guys, I will link all of the um, bookish impulse buys that we talked about at the beginning of the show, the bookish one, book babe, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So book babe is getting ready for a launch in July. So she, her store is not necessarily open right now, but check it out. And then the bookish one has a bunch of things up for pride month. So definitely check that out. She is the cutest collection of pride month ones. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed. Super They're cute. so cute. So yeah, that's, I think all we've got. Yeah, that's all we've got for this week. So thank you all for joining us and uh, sticking with us through our trek through Middle Earth. <laughs> and uh, I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. So, so love you all. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the week and we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.